0: Tom. great to be with you today, sir. Yeah, good to be with you as well. I see that you're outside on your on your nice patio, enjoying the weather. It's a little overcast here in New York, but uh, clearing up. But I'm stuck inside because I have construction going on and a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, no, uh, I just figured I'd enjoy the, the deck and the pools right in front of me and, and uh, you know, just have... A little outside time, get a little sun, and, you know, I guess yeah, I could sort of have yeah. wore a, a,
0: a different shirt,
1: though, so, but. Well, <laughs> but I think I, mean, I read. Black will attract
0: I, it. So. You know what? I think I read, though, that people wear black, to, and you'd think that it attracts it, but they said that it's actually, it breaks the sun up, and you don't, it it it, uh, it kind of blocks the sun, but I don't know how true that was. That might have been another Facebook hoax that I read, um, that, the misconception of it. But cool, so we have a good call today. I think that the topic is awesome. But, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'll bring this up because it's kind of interesting. I had a client, an old student who owed me money, and they're in collections right now. Um, and, uh, you know, this is after I did my whole collections with integrity, trying my best to kind of get rid of old debt just to get them back and did everything I could. And they ignored every letter. Um, uh, and uh, anyway, we were just chatting yesterday, and, the, and the, uh, the grandparent is now the one talking to me. And uh, she says to me, well, I see the reason why you're doing collections is because you're hurting for students. And I go, uh, why do you say that? She goes, because you write it on the internet all the time. I saw your Facebook post. And I'm like, ma'am, I never in my life would ever say that. She goes, oh, yeah, I'll read it to you right now. It says, uh, um, uh, help, I need students. Uh, or else I'm going to close. That was our last podcast that we did, <laughs> right? And so she's, like, taking it literally, and, and I'm going, like, wow, people are just so oh, unbelievable when they see things. And I'm going, like, no, that's not the case at all, you know? But anyway, so today we're talking about avoiding entrepreneurial burnout, and um, this happens to a lot of people, and it really is an interesting thing. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Whew. It's, a, it's a big subject because we all go through it, right? Um, so. <sighs> So okay, one, let's call it what it is. It's true. Uh, we do go through burnout, but I think um, it's important for us to understand that we go through stages, um, and, right. and that that those stages of evolution for us are important. So, in the beginning, um, <clears throat> we're a one man or one woman show or one person show, where we're 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 doing everything. We're teaching the classes. We're signing people up. Or, you know, unless you opened up with a big staff or something like that. Um, and I had the, the luxury, I had uh, partners in the beginning, so I basically just did the teaching. Um, I did not have to do a lot of the front-end things that, that was right. happening by them, but that doesn't always happen, you know, you, we're, we're, we're doing everything, and um, to get burnt out, we can get burnt out pretty quickly, so let's call it what it is and say that it is true, um, you know, uh, how many, like, have you gone through evolutions in your, well, in your business definitely. where you've been
0: burnt out? Well, definitely. And, you know, it's interesting. First, I'd like to clarify, there's a few ways to be burnt out, right? So, physical burnout, you know, mental burnout and spiritual burnout. And when I say spiritual burnout, that's like the highest level of it. That's the most damaging, right? Because physical, you burn out, you're tired, your body's exhausted, you rest, and hopefully you could come back from that, you know, right? Um, The mental burnout is when you're constantly dealing with the stresses of the day-to-day, what we call the minutiae or being in the blender, that constant spinning around, doing your job, coming home and repeating the same process the following day. And um, that, that mental burnout, Burnout could be quite devastating. It's like when people get so burnt out that to the point where they stop performing properly and they get angry and they start, um, you know, treating their customers differently, they have shorter tempers, uh, you know, and, and they end up, you know, possibly uh, getting out of the business because of it. And then the spiritual burnout is when, um, you know, you kind of almost feel like you're beaten down, you know, by, by, you know, things that you have no control over, social media, um, you know, people people saying negative things, you know, negative Nellies within your school. Um, so the answer to you is yes, I've experienced all of those. I'm kind of in, in this, uh, you know, in my fifth cycle of what I call the martial art forest, right? And every, I think five to six years, a martial arts school entirely rejuvenates itself. So if you've been around long as I have, I'm going on 26 years, I've experienced five of those forests. And when I mean the forest, I say that we, we are, um, uh, you know, we're a forest that is fully grown and then the fire comes in and burns it down. And without getting into nature, there are only certain amounts of plants that could be regenerated and germinated by fire that actually the seeds have to pop. And, and bake and then go in the ground and some seeds are germinated through birds and animal and wildlife, eating them and digesting them. But anyway, so uh, and then the, the forest starts to grow again, right? And, and what I mean by that is I've had these people that were my main players and they were around with me in the first one I opened and um, never thought they would have ever gone away, and slowly, little by little, they disappear. Maybe there'll be a few of those people that are still around for a period of time, you know, maybe a larger group if you have a really good retention rate and your school's doing well. But then eventually uh, what happens is they, uh, you know, those people go away and only the few stay, and, and you rebuild, or you're rebuilding as, as those people are leaving. Then all of a sudden you look around and you say, oh, my God, these are the same kind of people Different, different names and, and personalities, right? And then you rebuild again. And so I've been through that cycle probably about four or five times, going on the fifth time right now. And I only have three or four students that have been with me the entire duration that could remember all the names from back in the day when I first joined. So, right. um, it, And it's quite, quite daunting. It's quite draining. And it's, um, it's hard to keep yourself going, you know, and keep yourself upbeat all the time and be that leader
1: exactly. And so I think the most important thing is first for all of us to again, admit that it does happen. Um, you know, the question I think then is, do you, I mean, I'm not sure where you want to go with this, uh, this call, but are are we talking about, we want to identify because I mean, I, I guess what we can do is we can talk about, you know, identifying the problem and the causes of the problem. But then, you know, from there, uh, you know, how do we make sure that we get over that hump, whether it's a physical, you know, emotional, spiritual hump? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, how do we put roadblocks and um, bumpers, if you will, in place so that we make sure that this doesn't happen? Or if it does happen, it happens, you know, less frequently. And when it does right. happen, it's not as dramatic because... I can remember, you know, the, the 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 first time being exhausted, and of course I was a lot younger, so I had a physical burnout where I was just physically exhausted from doing everything. Yeah. Where I would take, um, you know, one way that I would overcome that is I would actually take naps in the afternoon, and I would lock myself yeah. into the studio, and you know, a- after lunch from let's say, you know, one thirty to to three o'clock, I would literally. Sleep on the floor in the studio. I would actually take a, a mat and pull it over me so that people couldn't see me, ha!
0: and I would,
1: I would I would sleep. And and uh, I remember I had I had one time I went to one of the NAPMA conventions and I had a uh, a student cover my classes. And I told her that I took naps in the afternoon. She's like, oh come on, you know. And this was in the summertime. She was a school teacher so she was able to, uh, you know, fill in full time for me basically while I was right. gone in, in in the summer. And I got back, and, and she goes, "Oh my gosh!" She goes, "After that first day, I, I was like, I understand what he." So she started taking naps, and so, you know, I yeah. can remember, I can remember being physically exhausted and having yeah. to, to to do that.
0: And and here's a pointer too, I mean, or a, a point that I like to make is like, you know, when I was younger, you know, I was in the, the prime shape of my life. I fought in the ring. I was training all day long at the gym at the dojo. Um, and, and I would recover much quicker than I do, hence, you know, uh, or, you know, fast forward to the future. I'm 52 years old. I've been doing this for 26 years at this one school, um, taught tens of thousands of people. I used to train and teach more than most people did in years, in one year, you know, so it's just because I was so dedicated and busy, um, you know. But now it's a little different. Like I'll go in on a Saturday and I'll teach for four or five hours straight and my body hurts. I'm, I'm admitting that, you know, my, I'm, my, you know I'm tired I come home and I want a nap and and I need the nap and and by the way sometimes the physical aspect is a lot less you know arduous than The mental aspect, like I feel that I get drained. Like, for example, if I ever have an issue with a a parent or a student or somebody who's causing trouble uh, or or someone who's unhappy, I feel myself being drained of energy. It's almost a form of kind of like sadness and depression where you don't want people to think negatively of you or your school because it's your baby. However, they'll come right at you and tell you that you stink and that you're bad or you're all about the money or whatever the case may be. And it it drains you. It actually sucks the energy right out of you. You know, employee issues do that does that as well. So um, that's the mental aspect. And and you know, as you get better and you're more seasoned. I don't want to say hardened, but seasoned. um, You learn to. (laughs) I like that. I like that. uh, Yeah, I like that uh, that uh, that choice of words because it. Yeah, because. Yeah, well, it definitely you know it's a hardening, like a tempering of the muscles, right? But of the brain. But when I say seasoned, you learn you learn how to. Not let those things affect you as much. And as much as I try not to let it affect me, maybe in my mental awakened state, I'm, full, I'm okay. But I'll go to bed at night not even thinking about the issue and wake up at four in the morning and not be able to sleep. And my mind is running scenarios of why this student quit and why that parent was upset or why um, what this bill is due or what town official is coming down to hassle me because of something or, you know, whatever the case may be, there's always something. And it's, it's draining and it wakes me up at night. So, therefore, I'm not sleeping properly and I'm dealing with these stresses. But during the, my awakened state, I'm very good at not letting any of that stuff bother me. Right. But when I go to sleep, I can't control my my resting mind. And all of a sudden like I'll give you an example. I had a dream the other day. I had a, in, I'm teaching class in my dream. I have like 18 new brand new adults on the floor, um, all interested in ninjitsu. And um, what happens is, is that, uh, you know, every the classes were great. Everyone had a great time. And then I'm in my dream. Signing, trying to sign them up, talking to them. And everyone has the same staple answer. I'm sorry, I'll get back to you. I'm like, and then I go over my objections. I'm sorry, I have to talk to my parent. It was like my worst nightmare. Every single person, one at a time, every 18 or 20 of them just walked out the door. So even though that that's not the case in my school, it's still a worry that I carry with me. We always have to be churning and signing people up and making people happy and keeping people happy because we're constantly in this hamster wheel day in and day out. Um, so that we could keep the schools afloat and alive and and growing and prospering so that we could teach what we love and make a living at it so that we could protect the people that we love, you know, and give them a future. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, uh,
1: um, I I think it's important maybe that we, uh, kind of give some, um, it's funny. I got a phone call coming in. I don't even know how to send that while I'm on the phone anyways. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of – maybe what we do is we, we kind of talk about, um, you know, how we've come over and set different, uh, different things up for ourselves and how to, you know, overcome those obstacles, how to minimize them, how to, you know, move forward. What, what do you think about that? I think
0: that's a great idea. I think that, that, you know, life lessons that you and I have experienced that we could maybe share with the younger school owner that's not experienced it yet – or verification for those school owners that are experiencing what we did or what we do and how we could get over it. So, yeah, throw out a few of those ideas.
1: Well, first of all, with the, the whole physical um, piece with it, right, um, it's important, and, you know, I'm no expert on this, but, you know, the important piece would be to make sure that you're physically fit. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure that you, you are taking care of yourself on a, uh, you know, daily, weekly, monthly uh, basis through your uh, diet through your exercise through uh, those type of things um, so that's going to help you on the physical side and so then you will obviously be able to last a little bit longer out on the floor uh, right. but the other p- piece to that is to duplicate yourself as quickly as possible meaning that you have other people that are on the floor you know helping you so maybe you're the main instructor on the floor but when you are running things, you're able to now give things to leadership team or storm team or uh, or paid instructors or whatever, so that they're able to do that. That would be, um, in my opinion, you know, one of the first things that you got to make sure you you do on the physical aspect. Um, but also inside of the office, it's important to duplicate yourself to the best of your ability inside of the office as well. So that's where you're going to have some sort of even if in the beginning it's a part time program director, or if it's even you know I had a mom who worked for me on, let's say, cause, uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays because her kids were coming and, and uh, she would answer the phone how I asked her to answer it. She would, you know, take messages so I could get back and, uh, with people. And, 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 you know, so you need to create some of those things that you eventually duplicate yourself um, to the best of your ability. And that will be done in stages. It's not going to be where we're at right now in the stage of our business. And I think that's important. I think that's important for you to go through those stages so that you become a better entrepreneur. Um, I, I have the confidence that if, you know, I had to for some reason move somewhere else that I could uh, restart what I've already done here in another location um, and get it up, um, I don't want to say in half the time because, I mean, I've been open for almost 20 years. So, but, you know, within, within three years, I would have what I have now. Um, right. just because of, of the information that I've learned, the things that I've gone through. So I think it's important right. for us to go through those battles as entrepreneurs. The other thing I would say is I think it's important for us to, um, whether it's our podcast or other people are getting into little mastermind groups with, with other entrepreneurs, to understand that you are not the only one that's feeling these things and you're not the only one that's going through those, these things. It's important for us to read books. I know on our last um Paul, I talked about reading books, but it is by by other authors that are entrepreneurs, so that, that you know that you're not alone. Because I think sometimes we think that we're alone and we're the only person that's going through these things. Um, and it's nice to know that uh, not that you want to have a pity party, but it's nice to know that other people are going through those things. Um, it's important, you know. And I talk about this, uh, and uh, you know that I don't check email in the morning, and I usually do it after lunch at one o'clock, from one to one thirty. Um, and I get what I can get done and, and I need to preface that, that I'm not checking the emails for leads. You know, that's not my job anymore. If it were my job, then I would check my email more often. Um, so let me speak to where I'm at and then go back and speak to where maybe you are at. So, you know, I do not check the emails except for, you know, one to one 30 every single day, uh, Monday through Friday on the weekend. I don't do it. Um, and so then my staff will send me if there's any complaint emails or there's anything that, you know, so I don't see those in the morning because that ruins my day. You know, you talked about the fact that, you know, uh, somebody complaining about X, Y, or Z can, can mess you up. And so I think it's important for you to not do that in the morning when that's your productivity time because uh, most of us on at least two to three days a week, we're not teaching morning classes and so that we can be productive um, members of, of society, right? A, you know, at least productive members inside of our business. And yeah. so I try not to answer any of those. Um, and then I try to do those as much as I can face-to-face, getting face-to-face meetings, just because I believe I'm a better, um, uh, for lack of a better term, a better understander when it's face-to-face.
0: Yeah. I just
1: feel like the, 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 the text leaves so much to Interpretation, and so I think it's important to you know have that face-to-face conversation. The other thing I do is I um, you know have I have barriers, Um, you know, and and Allie, you have my phone number, Um, Mm -hmm. but but when other people want my phone number, and until I built that relationship, that I want to give them my direct access number. I you know I will give out my um, my Google Voice number, and I tell them that I don't check it very often. It may take me two days to get back to you. And so I, I make sure that I create those parameters. Very, very few people um, have my actual cell number. Uh, they, mm-hmm. it, almost, and, and when I started this, all of them that that have my cell number now, um, th- they moved through the ranks. So they went from my Google Voice number to, you know, like I just met with a, another entrepreneur that I, I, I helped, um, I would say biweekly here in town. And, um, you know, I would say in the last three months, he moved from my, my Google voice number to my cell number. And he goes, oh, that, that wasn't your cell phone number? I said, no. I said, but you've moved up the list. You know, now what does that do for him? He's like, oh, I feel important. Um, and it's true. He should. Now I, I, I trust him that he's not going to be a time vampire and suck the life out of me. Right. Um, so I, I think creating different funnels for people to work through and jump through uh, digitally is important. Um, as well and then you know hey taking time off you know we we close uh about five and a half almost six weeks out of the year you Mm -hmm. know and uh, i'm closed every saturday and sunday i work monday through friday Uh, we do have birthday parties and special events on saturdays i don't do those but even if i did i would still have every sunday off but i would still be closed um, those other five and a half weeks out of the year and I always make sure that there's one Saturday that we're completely closed, no birthday parties, no matter what, even if I was the one doing it, but especially since I have a staff member that, you know, I got a couple staff members that do birthday parties, but uh, so that they have one complete Saturday off. Um, and I just, I won't take any parties. And even if people want it, I just don't do it. We try to move them to the one before or the weekend before or the weekend after. And if we can't right. do it, we can't do it because yeah. my sanity, my employee's sanity is way more important to me. Than making that extra buck or whatever. So I, uh, again, maybe to recap on some of those things: to have the boundaries, to take time off. You know, I'm going to. Um, you know, we're closed for the Fourth of July, uh, that whole week. But 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 a few days even before that, I'm going to take some extra time off. And uh, for us, that's sparring week, so I don't really have to be involved with sparring week. Um, so I'm going to take a little extra time off, and we're going to go. And, right. Uh, we're going to. are going to. My my brother's got a. Um, Uh, He got married back in February, and I haven't even seen him, Um, but uh, he's going to have a reception in in New York. So I'm going to go to New York for that reception and get to spend a little extra time with him. And so I think it's important to take time off. The other thing, too, I would say don't – there have been mental health days for myself where, yes, I had XYZ and ABC scheduled to do, but I was so fried – that I just took the day and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. It's, it's important, but it's not that important. And I will watch the movie that I've been wanting to watch, or I'll play the video games that I wanted to play, or I'll go ride my bike, or or if it's a day like this, swim in the pool or, or whatever. I will take what I call mental health days when I feel like I need them. Now, that might not be possible for you with regards to um, – you know, doing them at, at night, like, you know, not going in and teaching, you know, maybe you work all day and you can't do that. I, I get that. Um, and, I, and I'm just, I'm sorry to say you might have to suffer through that. Or if you do have a staff member that can, you know, take that, that those night classes and just say, hey, just teach self-defense tonight. Right. Just teach self-defense and I'll catch up on the curriculum next time I come back in. Um, not a big deal. You know, one day is not going to
0: make that big of a difference uh, for well, that's, your, that's... your students. That's what I find interesting. I mean, a lot of your points are outstanding. And, uh, you know, it, it all also depends on, you know, the the, the love you have for what you do. Um, and sometimes just know that those goals that you started with 25 years ago may have changed by now for me at 26 years later. Um, you know, back in the day, my, my whole entire goal in life was to convert every person that I ever met to become ninjitsu teachers um, and uh, teach them in the art of ninjitsu. It didn't matter whether they owned the Taekwondo school. I wanted to teach them how to do ninjitsu and, and I wanted them to incorporate it. And then I wanted to change the world. And, you know, so right. um, nowadays I realize that that's not quite possible. I, I mean, but I'm doing my best to keep on spreading the word of what I love. I also have seen a shift in um you know the the world in general you know about how people look at martial arts and how they um and i believe Dwayne i think your video is kind of freezing a little on the actual facebook live um is i'm it? not sure yeah but uh, and my girlfriend was on uh she messaged me and said your audio is cutting in and out so i'm not sure why but um hmm. but anyway so so on our rec- on our recording though that i'm listening to that we're recording it sounds perfect um but but anyway so uh you know for me you know, my life has changed. You know, when I had a daughter, my life changed. When I, um, you know, when I bought my first home or, uh, you know, my, my first building and when I hired my first employee, a lot of that um, changed, you know, as I went along. And I think that that's important for us to understand. It's okay for your goals and aspirations to change. You know, certain government jobs like police and firefighters and, and you know, um, uh, government officials, they will, you um, they will have forced retirement or suggested retirement after 20 years um, because they realize that people will end up burning out if they're doing the same thing day in and day out, continuously struggling to uh, to do their job. So, um, you know, I, so you have to love what you do. You have to be uh, excited about what you do and so on. So are you still there, Dwayne? Did I lose you? Yeah,
1: no, no, no! I'm still here. I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, I'm going to try to connect to my phone and see if I can.
0: Yeah, because the video um, video cut out on the, uh, our live video feed said it cut out entirely on Facebook. So we're still recording for our recall, for our call, um, but uh, I guess this portion of the thing is down. I'm going to just make. A, I'm going to write a message real quickly to the Facebook viewers. I'm going to say um, we are restoring the video linked now. Please bear with us. Um, Yeah, anyway, so while the people are listening to us, I think that that, you know, that's a key thing is um, being able to do what you said, rest properly, take time off to just be because, you know what, as I get older, I realize that there's less and less time that I have to live. I hate to say it and be, sound almost morbid, but I'm being a realist and, I, and, and you, know, um, you know, let's say I live to 80 years old. I'm 52. I have 28 years left in my life. I have 28 more Christmases, 28 more birthdays, 28 more uh, New Year's, you know, 28 more summers. It's, it doesn't sound like a lot. Um, however, no. when we look at our, when we look at our life, even if we live to a hundred years old, um, we only had a hundred summers, a hundred vacations, a hundred, or a hundred um, birthdays. So we have a very short amount of time on the planet. And some people we're in this kind of society where we just kill ourselves every day to kind of churn, to be able to hopefully eventually be able to live the dream. And maybe it's a matter of perspective. So I, I wrote down, you know, you wrote, Duplicate yourself. And I said, I wrote a little note, Duplicate yourself so you can extricate yourself, meaning that you could pull yourself out. Um that's very important so that maybe the company could go on a little bit without you. so you can spend time with your little girl or boy or your wife or reading a book or relaxing and enjoying life because life is too short. You know, those students that, I have some students now, oh, we don't see you as much. Okay, well, um, what days do you come? You know, and uh, all right, I get it. You know, I understand that they want to see me, but however, some of them may quit in a year. And then I altered my plans in my life to be with my family and my daughter so that I could make them happy. And then they quit two years down the road. So it's very important for us to keep things in perspective. The second thing I wrote is the hardest part is to take the leap of faith to hire people. So many of my clients that have smaller schools, they say, well, I don't, I don't have the money yet to hire people. And, and when I get X amount of students, I will. I beg to differ, I think it's a catch 22. You have to take the leap of faith and hire so that you can get more students. Because right now you're at the level you're at and you're stuck at that level because that's what you're capable of. You, you know, you can't be a one man show and teach the classes and try to talk to people and sign them up and try to get them in your office and see some sort of calmness within your process, um, if you're the only man doing what you do. So it could be quite arduous and, and stressful.
1: Yep, right? Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, right. And then the
0: last thing I wrote, as you were, as you were speaking, I wrote, as hard as it is, don't take it personally. Sometimes I take things personally, because my school is my baby, someone, I have a mom right now, I'm, I'm, I'm I have two interns that came from my best buddy's school and they're black belts. They're third degree black belts that have been training for, for 15, 16 years. So I hired them to come and teach a little variety, um, you know, different perspectives. They're fun with the kids, the kids to get to see new faces. And I have a few parents that are kind of bucking, kicking back. And they're like saying like, well, they, they, they didn't train under you. And, and we do the same system and, and they have trained under me in many, many occasions. Um, but they're correct. They're not my direct student. However, they're amazing students. How, and then the, te- and the parents are like, well, well wh- why isn't my kid getting their material? I'm like, what are you talking about their material? And they go back to the the curriculum sheets, you know, and I go, they're learning those. They're, they're just also learning a lot of other cool stuff. And that's what variety is all about in order to keep people happy. It's all about variety. So I, I find it sometimes that people, um, constantly second guess and question you what you do because everyone knows everything about everything these days. Um, and if you don't believe me, just Google it, you know? So, <laughs> exactly. so, uh, you know, yeah, so, so my point of the matter is, is that don't take it as personal and um, you know, cause people will have their opinions of you, you know, just like that crazy lady that said that, um, you know, well, I see why you're, you're, you're trying to collect money from us, even though that we signed a contract and we, Um, you know, we should live up to our agreement. We're not going to do that, but I could see why you're doing it because you, you're on the internet telling everybody you're losing students and you're going to go out of business. Meanwhile, that was our last podcast, right? So how crazy is that? Yeah. And people are just odd that way. And, um, anyway, in general though, you can't take it personal and you got to keep the smile on your face and keep chugging along because the, the good students are the ones that will suffer for the bad students creating a bad energy in your school anyway. So what do you, what else do you have to say, add to that?
1: Well, can and you we're, ba- we're back?
0: Yep. I can see you on the video. So I'm hoping that we're back. I'll ask my, okay. uh, my technical support team, which is my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and, uh, she's on, on her phone as she's working, which she probably shouldn't be. Um, but, uh, she's got her phone going. She listens to me. She types all her legal documents and, uh, you know, anyway, so I'm going to say, are we back? Okay. Yep. So uh, so what, what are your thoughts, though? Like, w- you know, what are, what are some of the things, like, that you've experienced and overcame? Um, and you don't have to get specific, but, you know, I know we've all had our struggles, but how did you find yourself from being tired and wanting to go to bed and curl up under a blanket to pushing yourself to go to the school and make it better? Like, what's your expertise? Give some people insight on that. Sure, and let
1: me let me say too that uh, we'll we'll put a I'll put a link up here for the full recording of this because we're also recording the audio like we do for a podcast. So I just want everybody to know that you'll get uh, access to uh, to all that as well. Um, well, I, again, I guess I fall back on the thing that I said before that number one, it's normal. Uh, I think my passion, really, the um, you know, the goal that I had to make this, you know, a, my lifetime thing, meaning that I was going to do this on a regular basis and this was going to be my full-time job. I mean, I remember when I, when I wanted to do this and I told a friend of mine, and he was in the martial arts, and he said to me, he goes, well, that's never going to happen. You know, you're not going to be able to do it full-time. Um, and that stuck with me. Now, I, I'm not saying that I did this full-time because I wanted to show him. But I will say that that was a motivating factor that I wanted to show him, but I wanted to really show myself that, yeah, I I can do this full time and I can make this a living. And, you know, I can, you know, I laughingly or jokingly say that I go around and, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, in my pajamas barefoot and I have, you know, I play with kids. You can't really say it that way anymore because it sounds bad.
0: But, um, you know. Uh, you got to be careful who you say that to. Um, but really, I you got to be, you, dude. You got to be careful with whatever you say because everybody just takes the literal word and twists it around. So,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, but anyways, so I, I think that that you know that's been uh, a, a part of it was that that's that's what I wanted to do for a living. But I, I went through evolution, so I wanted to do that for a living, but then. It got to a point where I was like, man, I want to make somebody else's dream come true. I want, if somebody else wants to teach, like I wanted to teach them, uh maybe I can have a full-time instructor and then I can move myself to more of a managerial position where, um, you know, I'm teaching the teachers. And so that's what I did. And, you know, I've, I've talked to you about, you know, maybe opening up a second school and, and I don't know that I'm there yet. Do I think that I could do it? Yeah, I think I could do it. But do I want to do it? And is that where I want to be? Um, I don't know, and so I'm taking my time on on that. Um, and I don't know if I'm answering your question.
0: Thoroughly. No, no, guess, you I'm are just
1: talking about the, the evolution of it. Go ahead.
0: No, you are. I'm saying that, that what you're saying is very, very important. I mean, it's an, you know, it's I I made a, a thing. Maybe maybe we could share it with people. Um, or or post it up on our. Uh, uh, on our uh, school owner talk website or in the uh, next level school owner club, but I made a thing called the Mabaroshi. Mabaroshi in Japanese basically means vision quest, right? And um, I think, you know, as any goal setting program will show you that there are short term two year goals, middle term goals five, then, you know, 10 year goals, and then long term goals, right? And, um, you know, I wonder if everyone who starts in any career, and I don't even know if it's like a Steve Jobs or a um, the guy who started Facebook or you know, Michael Dell or whoever, Donald Trump, um, if they said, okay, I'm going to do real estate from the beginning of when I started it until the day I die. Everyone has different aspirations, and just like Donald Trump, he aspired to be the president of the United States. You know, whether people love him or hate him, the point of the matter is, is that he, he's conquered his career in the, in the real estate market. He built golf courses he, and so on. And go well ahead. and if
1: you if you I was going to say if you uh look at Trump too he said that when back even in the 80s early 90s or something yeah. that, that that was yeah. an aspiration of his. So yeah. just just because he had the idea doesn't mean that it, it was dead it just right. you know it took took a while for his time.
0: Yeah and and so so my point is so like where do where do you want to be where where does where does the listener want to be in 5 years do they see themselves teaching every single class for every little kid through adult or do they see them stepping back and being able to go in two or three days a week? Or do they see themselves just putting instructors in place and managing the school? Do they see themselves selling the school and stepping back? Like a good friend of mine is retiring after 40 years of something about teaching. He said, Allie, I'm done with the martial arts. I might do seminars, but I'm not going to teach on a regular basis. My And he said to me, and this is interesting, I think it's it's a good thing to note to the people who are listening. He said, my um, family has suffered uh, from me being a martial arts." They didn't see me as much as they should have. They, they dealt with a lot of my issues that I was upset about with students, with other martial artists, whatever the things that come up. Um, he says, and I, you know, and, and he says now is the time, and, I, and it's actually later than he wished it could have been, to give back and enjoy his life and really live the life and, you know, maybe sit by the pool or maybe go on those long extended weekend vacations or maybe be home to cook dinner I mean, it really all depends on where you see yourself in the future and what could make you happy. And, and I, I go through this on a regular basis. I wonder, like, if I sold it all and just moved to, you know, Antigua or something like that and sat, you know, had a small little hut on the beach, would I be happy? Or after two or three years, would I be out there going, man, I wish I never sold my school? And I've heard mixed reports. Some people have told me, yeah, I had to get back in. And other people said, I, I didn't miss it a bit. You know, so it really all depends on what your long-term goals are and what you're striving for, um, for for happiness, because that's the only one human desire is to be happy.
1: Yeah, and I I will say this, that,
0: um, you know, we need to make sure that um,
1: we are constantly surrounding ourselves with, you know, really good influences, whether it's the uh, other entrepreneurs that you're getting with, together whether it's a mentor or mentors uh, I think it's highly highly important for us to have um, to have those things so you know like for me every other week I I I have a group of guys that I get with and I've talked to you about them before I think I've even Mm -hmm. mentioned them on some of the podcasts you know and they're in totally different businesses but it's a beautiful thing to go oh my gosh you're going through that you know this one guy's got a, a a you know a a million dollar business, easy, and he's having the same frustrations as me, or or he'll have uh, something that I've been through, and I can actually go, here's how I handled that. Oh, I never thought of that, and it's like, really, <laughs> you have a million dollar business and you, you didn't think of that, you know, that yeah. type of thing. So, um, and not that I I feel good at somebody else's sorrow. That's 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 not what I mean. But it's refreshing to know that um, the things that I'm going through is not are not abnormal but you need to surround yourself with the individuals that will listen to you and then give good advice and support you. So that that's good, good masterminds or whatever. Um, and that could be, again, inside the martial arts industry, outside the martial arts industry. But then I think it's also important that you have uh, a group of mentors or at least a mentor that you're trying to, uh, that you're trying to model yourself after or, or, or to follow. It could be multiple individuals and it could be one individual. Um, but it's good to seek out that person or persons for yourself. Um, I will say that I am not the right mentor and the right coach for everybody. And I would say that you're probably, you would, you would see the same thing, Allie, right? You are not the right coach or the right mentor for everybody. But the people that we are the right coach for and that we are the right mentor for, they will thrive, um, you know, in that. And so it is trial and error sometimes to go, okay, I'll try this coach or I'll try this mentor for a little while. And they go, ah, they're not giving me. And I, I've done that. You know, I was yeah. with multiple multiple coaches in the martial arts industry way back in the day and, you know, ended up with one that, you right. know, I really, truly wanted to model myself after, that I really, truly wanted to. And when I say model myself after, not just my studio, but me personally as a human being. Um, I wanted to model myself after that individual, and and the things that, you know, he stood for were so in line with the things that I stood for, and and, uh, not that the other coaches weren't good, because they were phenomenal, and they taught me a lot of things Um, inside the martial arts industry and outside the martial arts industry, because I paid money to have coaches in both. Um, You know, I call it just-in-time learning, you know, I wanted to learn about internet marketing and And so I've had a couple of different coaches that were outside the martial arts industry that taught me way more about internet marketing than I believe some of the people inside of the martial arts industry ever could have, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And they help you get get outside of your mind to be able to move on to the next level. Yes. Sometimes, too, talking to people outside of the industry, they give you um, clear, obvious advice that you may have not seen yourself because they're not connected to the stigma of the industry, right? So for instance, I coach a guy and um, you know, he texts me almost every night how how he hates what he's doing and he's frustrated and every every other week it's you know, I'm selling in five months or five years and I'm blah 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 and I'm like if you're so unhappy then you might want to get out because there's no way that people are going to want to surround themselves around someone. You could, you could tell when you're unhappy. You could tell when someone's just not into it, right? You know, it's like almost someone, like, for example, um, I interviewed a person for a, for a program manager job the other day, and I did a phone interview, and I said, well, tell me, is this something that you'd like to make into a career, or is this a job just an ends to the means to the paycheck? And he said, hey, I have to be honest with you. It's, I'm just looking for a paycheck. And I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. You know, thank you very much for the honesty. That's a great thing. I said, do you think maybe um, if you like the job, you, you know, you might want to do he says, Well, maybe, but I'm, I want to own my own business eventually, you know. So, so I'm like saying to myself, do I even want to hire someone like that? The answer is no. I want someone who's going to be interested, you know, in doing what they're doing and enjoy what they're doing so they can do it to the best of their ability, right? So we're right, running out right. of time. No, or no, no, I had a time. phone call. No, no, no. I had another phone call coming through and I don't know to oh, okay. to send it the voicemail and,
1: and not hang up. So
0: <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. So uh, I know well, we've been on for a little bit of time. So I mean, I wrote S if anybody had any questions that are listening on Facebook live. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, the other thing that I would suggest to people and, and, and is to, to really work on, and, and this is some, uh, you know, deep, deep, uh, you know, uh, thought. Uh, work on what makes you happy, right? You know, like there are things in life, and you're a very religious man, and I love your quotes and the things you put up from the Bible and all that stuff. And I, and I love that you read scripture on a daily basis. And you know, what keeps you grounded? And not, and I'm, I could ask you this question, um, but I mean, in general, I'm asking the question, what, like, what keeps a person grounded? And happy because you know I look at these people that have everything in life, or so it seems. You know the Robin Williamses, the David Carradines, the famous you know actors and movie stars that have billions or millions of dollars, lavish houses and cars, and fame and fortune, and they end up killing themselves. So the the question is, is like like anything else. No matter what you have, the 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 you know monetary stuff. Um, you, you can have a 4,000-square-foot house or you could have a 40,000-square-foot house. If your house is just an empty shell, you're never going to be happy no matter how many rooms you have, right? You've got to learn to be happy. And, you know, and, and this is not an easy thing. And, I, and I'm getting better and better at it on a daily basis. I'm starting to realize more and more that, uh, that less is more. And, uh, you know, being around family and good friends is more and not involving yourself around negative, te- negative people, negative posts, negative Facebook. I think the, I hate to blame it on Facebook, but I think the, and we're on it right now, but I think the world is becoming a very cynical and negative place due to not people, but what people see thinking that it's the norm so others then follow suit. You know what I mean? Right, and right. uh yeah. it's just like in a, in my school I had a few negative parents and they were poisoning the other parents and I had to get rid of them or you know, a few of them I set straight, a few of them I had to kick out. Um, and the reason for that was, is that they just, they weren't happy. And I'm like, why would you go, why would you go to a restaurant, the same restaurant over and over again and the food stinks every time and you complain every time, yet you keep coming back? That's the definition of insanity, right? The definition of insanity, you know, uh, repeating the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? So, so, um, I think that that's important is discover your happiness. Like, what do you love about teaching? What made you, you know, yeah, yeah that's the thing. I think it's finding your purpose,
1: you know, whether, right. um, you know, so, you know, if I were to say I, I, uh, I believe, and this is Zig Ziglar's quote, but I do believe it, uh, you know, he says that, uh, you know, you've been designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and, and, and endowed with the seeds of greatness, and God don't make no junk, and, right. uh, you know, and I really take ownership of that, I really believe that, that there are gifts that I've been given that I'm passionate about, and so it's up to me to figure out what those gifts that I have, and then be able to share those gifts with the individuals that that you know are surrounding me. I just happen to be using you know the martial arts as that avenue. You know whether you're not, you know even if you're not religious, I think it's important for you. And and to be quite honest with you, I I don't really consider myself religious. Uh, I know it's a term that we use. You know I I, I have a relationship with my God, but. You know, right. that's, we can save that for another day. Um, but I, I think everybody needs to find what they're passionate about and build everything around that passion. Um, I, I unfortunately, and this isn't the call to do it, but I think from childhood, especially the way that our um, – Educational system is built, it's you got to learn this, you got to learn this, you got to learn this. It's not right. And I think some of those groundwork things are vitally important. Um, right. but you know, let's take it from a martial arts aspect. I think it would be good to go, okay, you know, for four years, you're going to learn the basics, or for eight years, you're going to learn the basics, or whatever. But now, once you get to that level, you go, okay, what are you passionate about? Oh, well, I'm passionate about jujitsu. Okay, so let's let's work on jujitsu. And the other person is now, I'm, I'm I'm passionate about. You know, joint locks, joint locks, and wrist manipulation. Okay, so let's let's have you work on that. And the other yeah. one says, I'm passionate about the bow staff. I want to learn everything I can learn about the bow staff. Okay, so let's so we can create masters of particular things. Not that they say that they can't, you know, then drop that and go master something else, but that's their passion. And I think for us, we need to find out what is our passion. Um, I think my passion is teaching. That's one of my passions is I want to – you know, I could care less if I'm the most phenomenal martial artist. I'm okay. Um, But, man, I want to be the best teacher. And I don't mean the teacher as in you do this, do that, robot stuff. I want to be able to inspire my students to motivate themselves to become the individual that they've been built to be. And it may not be the next martial artist or the next teacher. It could be the next fireman. It could be the next, you know, politician, whatever. Um, But that's where I feel that my gift is, is that I'm able to inspire my, um, the people that, you know, that God has entrusted me with and do that to the best of my ability. So what does that mean? That means that, you know, I have to make sure that I'm at the level, um, I don't mean higher level than those people, but I'm at a level that I can actually ethically teach them and ethically inspire them. Does that kind of make sense?
0: You know what? It totally makes sense. And it's and it's it, there's a lot of things you said there that are very important. I'll just quickly summarize the one thing that stuck with me. And it's like you want to be the best teacher to inspire people through the vessel of the martial arts and who you are. Um, but you don't, you know, not necessarily need for them to be the, be the next teacher in your school, but you want your lessons to make them the best parent, the best firefighter, the best school, school teacher, and so on, right? Um, I did right, an right. a year- years ago on Facebook, an actual commercial for television. I'm going to try to li- find it. And it had um, a few of my students posed as a doctor, firefighter, business person, and it said something like, you know, who do you want to become, like that kind of thing. And it was talking about how the martial arts can help you do that. Um, so I love what you're saying, and uh, and I think that that's super super important. Uh, that we I, and, love and, and let that. me say this too.
1: Let me say this too. You might go through an evolution as time goes on. You know, I my first passion was kids, and it's still kids. Um, but I was the one that was teaching all the classes. I was the one that was inspiring all of them. But then I created staff members. And so they were still students of mine, but I had to learn how to inspire and teach them a little bit different. And -hmm. then from that, from those staff members, I actually created, I would say, an inner circle of staff members that were closer to me than the other staff members. Part of it, personality. The other part was by default because they were, uh, they were more key members than others. And, you know, if, to, to use a quote-unquote religious uh, uh, analogy, you know, you have, you have Jesus. And, and yeah. Jesus, had, Jesus had the 12. Well, you know, he instructed the 12 to – he needed the 12 to reach the masses. But even that, he had three that he spent more time with, more intimate with. And I, I guess I look at it that way. I have myself – and I have about two or three staff members that are I'm more intimate with that know more about what's going on than the other staff members do. Right. Partly because of their position, partly because of our relationship. Some of it is a need to know thing. Um, mm-hmm. But then I have the other the other staff members that are there that that you know I still have to shepherd. And then we have the masses that we all shepherd together through the way that I'm shepherding them. And so I kind of. Uh, I grew into that. It was by um, necessity that I did that. And you know to be quite honest, if I would have had it that way in the beginning, meaning I had all of that responsibility, I don't know that I would have been able to do it. I had to grow in that responsibility, meaning starting out with just this, just the, the kids you know and their students yeah. and then then the storm team members, and then the, you know, uh, uh, staff members. And, you know, so I had to grow into that. And there's going to be, like you had talked before, there's going to be cyclical stages that are going to happen. Um, Right. And as you go through those stages, I think it's important for you to then look at those and go, okay, how can I minimize the damage or completely eliminate the damage of these things happening over and over again, knowing that you're going to have a five over every year, every five years you're going to have a turnover rate that everybody's going to be brand new except for, you know, like you said, three people for you at this point right. in stage. You know, it's yeah. probably one person for me, Mr. Bean, you know, he's been with me yeah. since probably the, the first five-year
0: stage. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I have students that have been with me 15, 18, 20 years, um, you know, so the, the, the mass of people have turned over and left, and I do have those select people that have been around, you know, some – you know, 10 years, some eight years, you know, so we do have a great retention where we keep people longer than normal time. But the average student retention in a martial arts school is about 18 to 24 months. And this is, uh, you know, uh, studies that have done with Maya and Natma, and experts that I've talked to. Um, but anyway, long story short, we have to ask ourselves, and, and here's a really great litmus test you could ask yourself. If you hit Lotto tomorrow and you won $10 million, you know, you ended up with $5 million in cash, Um, what would you do in your life? Would you sell your school or would you just say no tuition for everybody? I'm only going to take a select 30 people. Or would you go buck wild and market with all the money you made and make your school bigger? Or would you sell franchises or would you just end up living on, you know, some, in some palatial mansion in on some tropical island somewhere, you know, maybe me, I'd buy a bomb shelter and I'd, I'd live above the ground and below the ground in some mountain retreat. I don't know. I disappear from society. I don't know. I, I, I love the tranquility and, and I love, you know, to, to be able to just have my time downtime. Um, I'm getting more and more like that in my old days. And maybe that's because I started my first company. I was 15 years old. I've been working full time a hundred hours a week, for the last 40, uh, 44 years. Um, most people have been, you know, if if I was a cop, I would have been retired 23 years ago. You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to really ask yourself, like, what makes you tick? What would you do? What, what would you do if you won the lotto tomorrow? Would you just teach children? Would you do, would you do charity work and travel the country and teach? Like what would you do that would make you fulfilled and happy? That's a big question. We have to always ask ourselves that question. And unfortunately for many people, they don't have that opportunity to, like you and I do in or martial artists do where we could we could build our business to do what we want to do do food drives and do charity events and do whatever that thri- that drives us you know what i mean but you have to be happy that's the most important thing
1: yeah and like i said i think it's finding you know what makes make, you know what your purpose is and then and right. then get everybody get everybody else to do everything that you that doesn't fall in line with your purpose and the things that you like to do, um, and I know we need to close out here, but uh, just to quickly say that you you're getting other staff members, key staff members that are going to be on board with you that that are good at clerical work because I'm horrible at it. Uh, can I do it? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Um, right. You know, I don't even like doing refer, return phone calls to be quite honest with right. you. Right. So I right. I, I want to be on the phone the least amount of time. Yeah. Um, you know, that I possibly can. Um, and if I don't have to talk to anybody that I don't have to talk to, I, I don't. And it's not that I don't like people. I just, I want those times to, when I have interaction to be meaningful interactions. Right. Um, and purposeful interactions, if that makes sense.
0: Um, Absolutely. And isn't there a book? I, I, I read the book. I think it was by Joel or, or, Orstein or. Um, called The Purpose Driven Life or something like that? Um, it, it, I don't think it was him, but it was somebody, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember reading it. I'm going to look it up, The Purpose Driven. It was pretty pretty awesome, the book. But, I mean, so got, that's really okay. the question. It's a guy out of California.
1: His church is out of California, I forget.
0: Yeah, okay. uh, it was um, Rick Warren. Warren. Yes, life, Rick Warren. Rick Warren. Interesting. Yeah. So that's something that people could check out. But um, yeah, again, thank you, Dwayne, for sharing with me. Also, by the way, listening to you and I talk and me listening to you talk and me being able to talk out my, my thoughts and share always, always makes my life a little bit better. So I'm hoping that our calls are making school owners' lives better. And, um, you know, I think that this is something that we like to do you and I think this is one of our things that we like to do, because, to be honest, you know, our our podcasts are free, our our webinars are free. Um, We do do some things that we encourage people to join our next level school owner club so that we can for a very small amount of money share ideas to make their lives better. So there's, that's what you and I like to do. We like to share knowledge, share techniques, share our teaching, so that we can help make the world a better place. And I mean, that's one thing that I would like to do. Even if I won lotto tomorrow, I would like to do more and more of that. I think I'd be a little bit more uh, dealing with animals uh, and you know helping them, um, but uh, and, and people simultaneously, but much more in the animal uh, area. Um, but uh, I, I really, uh, I really love to help and share.
1: Yeah, the animals don't talk back to you, so. Right, right. But they can, they, bite, you. They, they can bite you. They can bite They
0: might, but they appreciate you so much, no matter what you do. You could, you could, right. you know, you could kick your dog in the head by accident. And he's never going to get mad at you. He's going to come right back and put his head on your leg. You know, they have such a unique mentality uh, that it's just so much, uh, so much easier to deal with than than people at these times.
1: Yeah, well, we have we have long memories, so yeah, that's for sure. Um, well, hopefully we helped out some entrepreneurs today, and, uh, and I think the, the, the title, and you need to make sure that you um, take that title onto yourself is, yeah, you're a school owner, but listen, you should be, hopefully you want to be an entrepreneur uh, and, and uh, decide what type of entrepreneur that you want to be for yourself. Um, and if there's any way that we can help, you know, just let us know. I just want to remind everybody that you can get, uh, uh, because this video was kind of choppy and shut off. You can go to schoolandertalk.com. I'll also put a link on here so that you can get access to the full audio call and um, all the other things that are on there. And then we do have a webinar that's coming up. Allie and I are going to put it together, and then I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk about it next week then, Allie? Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay. All right, so everybody have a great day. Allie, again, thank you for uh, everything. So, yeah, you too. Have Enjoy the weather, man. I'll see you soon.